Hi, this is Dr. Vic Shane. I'm a clinical nutritionist and also a mind-body therapist. I am the formulator and co-owner of Nutriplex Formulas, and I'm on the Big Mouth Pharmacist podcast. My biggest pet peeve in the supplement industry is that uh, companies are not honest. What they do is quite misleading in terms of how they represent themselves, which is not generally known to the public who may not be educated in what a supplement is or it's supposed to be or the terms that are used. So in specific, I'm talking about whole food supplements where we see terms such as whole food based or whole foods, but yet they're spiked with isolates or synthetics. And I think that if there was more honesty in the industry, then the consumer would understand what they're getting. Welcome to the Big Mouth Pharmacist Podcast. I'm Neil. I'm the Big Mouth Pharmacist. I'm a pretty sarcastic, slightly unprofessional healthcare professional, a holistic pharmacist here to talk about everything wellness, weed, and Woodstock. We broadcast from the most famous small town in America, where I hold court as the town's family pharmacist who tries to get people off their medicines and onto a wellness program free of the BS and misinformation of the natural products industry. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Neil Smoller, holistic pharmacist and big mouth, who's so fresh and so clean. Before we get started, I'd like to remind you of our awesome content all over at woodstockvitamins.com, blogs, webinars, and soon a YouTube channel. Help a big mouth out. Give this podcast a five-star rating and review it. Tell your friends how much fun we have, you know, being supplement nerds and such. If you have any questions or any feedback, email me at podcast at woodstockvitamins.com. But remember to say only positive things as my ego can't take anything negative. Today's guest is Dr. Vic Shane of Nutriplex Formulas, a whole food supplement company. Vic Shane, PhD, is a doctor, consultant, writer, and mind-body therapist. For the past 22 years, he's been the formulator of whole food supplements and has written a number of books on natural healthcare and the holistic approach to health, nutrition, and life. He's a New York Times best-selling author and has written more than 12 books and has more than 500 articles written over the past 38 years. We're going to dig into the idea of vitamins versus foods and how almost all products on the market are deceiving us in some way, especially the brands claiming their products are whole food. What do you think you'd want to start out with first? Well, I think that more than anything, what we do is based on a philosophy. And uh, I think that's really, truly how people are motivated to, to do anything. You, you know, if you touch them with a philosophy, then it means something. If not, then it's facts and figures and there's a small percentage of people who, who really like to be, uh, uh, I guess, talked to in that way, you know. So I, I think that the philosophy is probably the most important thing to go over. Yeah, I think I think just you know staying on this and and talking this through, I can't I can't disagree with or agree with you more. I, I would never disagree with what you're saying. Modern society right now is is all beliefs. Everything is a belief system and everything is reaffirming their beliefs. Nobody lives in the space where we can just have a discussion about thoughts or ideas. It's always tied to an emotion, which then amplifies and, and increases the bond of, uh, uh, you know, psychologically to those ideas. And as a result, you know, guys like you and I that want to talk logically about things or say, this is something that's very wrong. This is something that's very right. It, it just goes by people's head because they have beliefs that are tied to um, these ideas. They have um, their identity is tied to the thing. So it's a very big obstacle for us to to overcome. So so let's talk about your philosophy as it pertains to supplements. Well, the philosophy is based on holism. 
And uh, again, that that uh, term has been misused or abused, and it's not totally clear to everybody what it means. I don't think there's a complete consensus on it. So right. I'll try to explain what I mean by it. And uh, holism generally just means that everything is part of one single system. Um, so we are these uh, incredibly complex biological organisms, but there's also consciousness, there's also thinking, like you said, there's beliefs, there's uh, conditioned thinking where people identify or attach their, uh, their personas to different ideas. And all of that comes into play, uh, even in what I do with, with whole food supplements, because first of all, somebody's got to understand it. And second of all, the product, the end product, which is nutrition, which is food, has to resonate with the body and has to resonate with the belief system. And unless all of this is working at once, what we have is isolation, um, which is it can be an isolation of a specific nutrient. It could be somebody saying or thinking something out of context. Um, it can be anything that uh, keeps somebody from being complete. And that's really the main issue. So when you brought up beliefs, I, th I think that's uh, you know it's a very poignant thing that you, you said because um, in my clinical experience, one of the main things to do is to figure out what somebody really desires, what they want, before you can even launch into telling them what they need. Um, right. So it's, so it's all it's all put together in one package. I and mean, if we separate it out, then we're we're causing conflict and confusion and you know nothing really happens of benefit right so let's break this um very heady kind of philosophy very heady for my show even you know like we're about to get into deep, deep stuff so let's break this down into um the kind of more tangible how does this relate to um the vitamins that people get versus the foods that they're eating can you kind of walk people through the idea of isolates and foods and nutrition and such sure um if we Take a very simple example of, let's say, a, a lemon, and we say that a lemon cures scurvy, which was proven in the 1700s when sailors were, were getting uh, scurvy. They were out to sea, and, and people couldn't figure out what was going on. They thought maybe there was a contagion, um, and eventually it was decided that when the sailors out to sea were eating lemons or drinking lemon juice, they weren't getting scurvy. So then what transpires out of this eventually is that uh, scientists go into the lemon and they look to see what that active ingredient is. What's, what's resolving the problem with scurvy in this example? And what they come up with is a chemical within the food in this case, it's ascorbic acid, which is called vitamin C. Mm -hmm. But then they say, well, if this lemon cures scurvy, then let's take this vitamin C out or let's replicate it. Let's make a synthetic version of it. And then we have vitamin C and the vitamin C cures scurvy and you don't need to eat the lemon. So the, in this example, the vitamin C is the isolate. Now, some isolates create side effects. In fact, all of them do, but, but they do it to different degrees. And so what's happened is that the 
complex, which is back to this idea of holism, the complex of the food is no longer being served to the individual, but instead the isolate within the food, the active ingredient, is what is being consumed. And that's where the trouble begins, and that's where we, should, we see this split from the philosophy of holism to uh, reductionism or isolation. Right, and that reductionism is uh, an advancement in medicine, and it's important for you know more targeted pharmaceutical products. Drugs, for example, are more refined. The better we refine them. But when it comes to this idea of nutrition, your argument, my argument is the same, which is the food is better than the individual components in the food. Right, because the plant world um, has evolved over billions of years. And the plant world has, the, the human organism has also evolved with the plants. And so there's a, there's a whole effect that's going on that's a complexity within the plant that feeds the human organism. And it does this because there are cofactors in the foods. Um, by cofactors, I mean, um, to use a lay, a lay term, would be uh, helper nutrients. So in other words, that vitamin C in the lemon exists, but it doesn't exist by itself. There's also flavonoids within, within that food, and there are other properties. Um, even the, uh, the taste of it uh, does something to the body. It, it starts to release hyaline in the, uh, the enzymes in the mouth, and there's a whole system that goes on. And so when you take the, the vitamin C out, you're not getting any of those other qualities and it's not doing the same thing to the body. So it's not really an issue as much as saying that an isolate doesn't work, mm -hmm. but an isolate works differently. Completely different. So, you know, historically, this idea of um, advancing medicine is to identify what is active and, and pull it out and then hope to God it has the same effect. And I believe that the the 1950s and this like multivitamin revolution was us uh, trying to um, be sold or being sold this thought that the vitamin C is as good as the orange. Mm -hmm. When in fact we now know or even knew then that it was not. Right. And, and there, there was also within that paradigm of the, uh, the 50s, 60s and 70s and probably even into the 80s, uh, there was this conflict and there, it seemed to be like the medical community was uh, at odds with natural health care um, and they're both accusing one another of something. Um, mm -hmm. And so what was going on was there was a lot of uh, jockeying as to, you know, what are we going to say to people? Well, vitamins aren't as good as drugs. And then the other side saying, well, drugs are bad for you. Mm -hmm. And so the issue really became uh, one of a uh, one of opposing forces, rather than to recognize that, as I say to people, is that even if your doctor prescribes drugs, even if you're on you know whatever it is for your heart or or depression or whatever it is, even with that, the body as a as a biological organism still needs foods. So right. we're not at we're not at odds. What we're doing is uh, we're we're seeing simply that the body needs the foods because this is how a body 
functions, you know, right down to cellular function and, uh, and uh, healing and prevention and just uh, day-to-day thinking. I mean, it, we could just keep going on and on as to what foods do. Mm-hmm. But those are foods, and then on the other side are drugs. And they can both be taken. And yeah. so it's not an either-or situation. Right. Um, and so we practice what's called the wellness pyramid. That's how I teach people that holistic care works best because a lot of people in the natural product space still have that dichotomy uh, yes, that's been yes. ingrained. So they say no drugs, no medicine, just supplements and, and, and uh, lifestyle modifications. And I say all three need to be used together, lifestyle, supplements when made appropriately, and medications when used appropriately, right? And so I like that idea that um, the, they're together because you'll still need foods uh, as in addition to pharmaceutical products that could potentially be taking this uh, you can look at it a holistic approach instead of reductionist, right? The idea that, uh, oh, well, we're only taking this one refined chemical and it's having this effect in our body, but that part of our body is fallen out of line for some reason, right? It's, it's out of line. So, so the pharmaceutical is moving us back in line and then our foods are keeping us kind of in this uh, line, this holistic kind of approach. That's really great. So now let's talk again, let's get back to the idea of the supplements and such. So you're, we, we have a market that exists and it's almost exclusively what you're referring to and as I refer to as isolates. Actually, I've come up with a new name for them. I call them HD Sims high dose synthetic isolated micronutrients so that's <laughs> okay. my new that's my new uh, catchphrase i'm going to try right. yeah so um so that's what we have that's what um most vitamins are um so can you t- kind of talk to the current market and and like where these things are coming from and and what people are actually taking right yeah and 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 uh we we end up listening we end up speaking more about uh of variations of the same theme. For instance, uh, we can look at one end, which is whole food that you eat. You know, you go to the grocery store and you say, well, where's the kale? Where's the carrots? You know, broccoli. And you take those home and you eat them for dinner. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one end of the spectrum uh, is, you know, we're getting plants that the body's meant to ingest and we're eating them. Mm-hmm. The The next level would be whole food supplements which in which uh what we do at Nutriplex formulas in which we take foods that are grown in farms under the sun in soil in organic conditions and those are dried gently without destroying the complex of the food and then they're powdered and made into tablets capsules or powders and ingested so those are still foods they're not on the same par as the foods you get in the grocery store, but they're still foods. And then the next level over is something that is rather a new uh, trendy kind of a, a moniker, which is whole food based and whole food based is where the confusion gets in because I hear people saying, Oh, you do whole food supplements. I take whole, whole food based supplements. Mm-hmm. And then we say, well, wait a minute. Let me see the bottle, you know, and then we look at the bottle and there are foods listed, but there are also isolates listed. Of course. Mm-hmm. And so the next stage after this is an isolated uh, supplement and an isolate can be natural. So in other words, uh, the 
active ingredient can be taken out of the food and then put into a supplement form. However, what it takes to take that, that ingredient out uh, still makes it not really natural because there are things you have to do to the food. There's no food that has a vitamin that exists by itself. In other words, we, we talked about the lemon uh, example. In the lemon, if you open the lemon, you don't just see vitamin C. And so that's why a natural uh, supplement isn't really natural. But it's not synthetically made in the lab, which is the next uh, on the list that I'm discussing, where literally the vitamin is created to replicate almost the vitamin that you'll find in the food. And so that's, that's sort of the... Uh, the whole spectrum. And I think yeah, it's important spectrum. for us... I think it's important for us to kind of re... Um, restate a very important point that you just brought up. I'm going to say it more directly because I'm a little bit of a jerk like that. <laughs> Most people who use quote unquote whole food supplements are being lied to and they are not taking true whole food supplements. In fact, there is probably less than a half dozen companies that are doing true whole food su supplements and, um, and uh, most people are not using them. Right. And, and within that even is, is a little bit of a spectrum mm -hmm. because um, there are things that you don't need to claim on your bottle so the consumer doesn't really know. For instance, uh, you, can, you can buy your raw ingredients as a supplement manufacturer out of a third world country um, or a very heavily polluted country. And now, right now, it's uh, China is really uh, where so many supplement companies are getting their raw ingredients uh, for whole foods. And the consumer doesn't know whether there are heavy metals in the food due to the, uh, the use of heavy, heavy metals in you know, pesticides or fertilizers or even uh, factory industrial runoff. And so that can still be a whole food, but there's a difference that you'll never know. And so you sort of have to know the philosophy of the company, what they're, what they're really into. And, and uh, you can even get that in a, that kind of pollution or toxicity in an organic supplement. Mm -hmm. So that's an issue right there. Okay. Uh, the, the second issue is that we don't see what's being done to the food after it comes off the farm. And this is a, boy, there's a whole litany of different things that can be discussed here. Uh, for instance, just one of them is the food can come into the, uh, the factory that's making the supplement and it can be overheated, used, you know, a high heat can be used mm -hmm. um, or it can be irradiated. Right. Lots of light and such. I actually, uh, we had a tea guru on our show one of our first episodes and uh, she was showing me videos uh, from India where they were getting tea and they were putting their cigarette butts into the pile of the tea leaves hmm. and then she had another one where there was like rats running in the collection and they were like shooing out the rats right so yeah. yeah a lot of people don't understand like how kind of gross these these kinds of things can be Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's really not the same kind of uh, oversight in a lot of these other countries, um, but they're, but they're cheap. They're much mm -hmm. cheaper and that drives the cost down mm -hmm. on the individual supplements. And so if a consumer is only looking at price, 
Mm -hmm. And that, that cannot, you know, end up being a deleterious way to look at your, uh, what you're taking into your body. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation that we're going to have in a little bit, but uh, there is actually no requirements for uh, like basic compliance for raw material suppliers uh, uh, with the, within the code of federal regulations, the, the, the requirements that supplement manufacturers have govern the manufacturer, but not the supplier. And that's a, big loophole that a lot of people aren't aware of. Mm -hmm. So the, the raw material supplier has no obligation to do any quality measures legally. Right. They're just providing raw materials. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's why, again, you, you have to have a company that really sweats the details. Um, mm -hmm. We tend to do that. Yep. Um, I remember tend to they, do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When the China <laughs> thing happened, you know, uh, and, and they were finding a lot of the heavy metals, we sent out uh, a flyer to all of our, our doctors and, uh, other customers uh, discussing it. And, and it was also surprising how few of them cared. Right. Um, because again, you know, the price issue, I think that just generally we are geared in this country, at least to look at price, everything, you know, needs to be a certain price or a deal or has to sound reasonable, you know, yeah. but we're, but we're talking about the human body. And, and when you are not feeling well, you're really feeling sick. You'll, pay almost anything to feel better. Um, and so, you know, it's an odd thing where you will spend the money in that case, but you won't spend it, spend it ahead of time doing what's right for your body by getting a product that's not uh, toxic or polluted. So I'm a practicing pharmacist for 15 years. I have had this integrative practice for a decade now, and I can't tell you the number of patients that start eating well once they get a cancer diagnosis. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. They want to do every yeah, yeah. cleanse, every smoothie, every supplement, high quality, they're, they're concerned. But the years leading up to it, nothing. And that's the mentality that we have to fix. You know? Right. I think, boy, I think you really made a great point because I've, I've come across that too. I, you know, I've had people... Uh, with pancreatic cancer have called me and said, you know, what do I do? And, and it's really, you know, it goes back to this idea of holism, which is why I brought it up because the thinking, believing has to be holistic um, because at the, at the end, like you say, when you just start saying, well, I'm going to just start drinking juices, you know, it's still out of context, you know, totally. uh, there, there are places like the Gerson Institute that really, uh, is very immersive and somebody can go in there and they'll take care of all those details. So you are doing all of the things you need to do because just a, a juice is not going to pull you out of this situation. Definitely not. No, the, you can't juice away that diagnosis. I actually, I actually, uh, there's somebody, uh, years ago, I went to a seminar. This must've been 25 years ago. And he said something sort of funny. He said, uh, uh, you know, it was a discussion between, pharmaceuticals and foods he said if somebody falls off the roof you don't go running over there with some carrot juice to make them well <laughs> right of you course. know and so so there, you know there's yeah, i say you can't green smoothie away diabetes like that's right. not going to happen right so right. the um and i i think the other uh, kind of side of this whole thing is that 
we do have a commodity-based market when it comes to supplements. We don't really value supplements, and I agree with that. I'm because I, you know, we want to talk about price and nutrition. I don't think we should value most supplements on the market, and in fact, I think most of those supplements should be two or three dollars, and people should be price sensitive uh, because they're getting nothing. They're getting isolates. They're getting low doses. They're getting potentially contaminated things. I would hate that people would have to pay a lot of money for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I uh, there was, years ago, I was on a, a train with my son, taking him back to NYU. We decided we'd take the train, and uh, the train was stopped in Wisconsin, um, or maybe it was Illinois, and uh, the train was stopped, and another train was beside it, and it was car after car after car of corn sugar, and then interspersed with cars that said, vitamin C ascorbic acid. Mm -hmm. And those the, that raw ingredient is going in a multiplicity of different companies' vitamins. So mm -hmm. it's really the same essential raw ingredient, yeah. that isolator, that synthetic, that's going in all the different products, you know. And so you can even have a very expensive uh, multi sitting on the shelf next to a very uh, cheap one, or you can have an expensive multi in one pharmacy and you can have a, a cheap one, let's say at Walmart or Target or whatever. And yet that raw ingredient can be out of that same train load. Right. And they are the same formula. That's what pe people don't really understand the behind the scenes. And I'm glad that you're on today because you, you know, being a formulator and having your own company, you can kind of shed light on this just like I try to all the time. You know, the idea that there aren't a lot of contract manufacturers, like everybody thinks that if you have a supplement brand, you literally have a factory where you're making the supplements. Mm -hmm. People don't understand that there's a limited number of contract manufacturers. And there's a limit within that limited number. There's a very limited number that understands what food is. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, there's a very limited number within the, the number of contract manufacturers that know how to follow the rules. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. then, and then within that, the, the handling of um, food powders over isolated chemicals, these contract manufacturers are, are a lot like pharmaceutical companies. They're just taking raw powders and they're mixing them together and they're just doing it in the most efficient quote unquote way possible, but they're not really, um, you know, like managing things that need to be managed in a delicate kind of way. They're, they're not really built for that. Right. And, and those people generally are PhDs uh, in, let's say chemistry, biochemistry, or they can be pharmacists and they're managing uh, the isolates, they're managing the synthetics. And so uh, it, it's rather a simple idea uh, where you can, let's say, uh, you can educate yourself or you can look in, in uh, source books and say, here's what vitamin C does, here's what vitamin D does, here's what vitamin A does. Let's put the three together in one supplement and take a little of these, you know, of each, and that formulates the supplement that we're going to call whatever. Right. Your multivitamin, your eye formula, whatever you want to call it, but it's just these isolated in right. synthetic ingredients that are way, way different than the foods. And so I guess what I would like to dig into is this, the line. There is a line between nutrition and pharmaceutical that multivitamins and these kinds of things that we're talking about, vitamins and minerals in particular, kind of straddle. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, the idea that 
lemons were used for scurvy. Well, if you have somebody that has scurvy and you give them synthetic vitamin C, that's a great use mm -hmm. of synthetic vitamin C because we have a, a, a disease of deficiency that we're trying to correct. Yeah, and vitamin C is one of those vitamins that really uh, you have to be in a very high, high dosage range in order to, to really garner a side effect. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So as opposed to, let's say, niacin, Mm -hmm. You know, you can give somebody low doses of niacin, which is right. a, uh, is, it's an isolate that's in a lot of supplements and they can break out in a bad rash, feel overheated, mm -hmm. uh, dizzy. I mean, some terrible effects out of that. So right. each one of these isolates has, uh, has a different uh, propensity to cause a side effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like you could talk about how somebody may have, you know, I don't know, examples of modern people that have vitamin A deficiencies, but they may need to take synthetic vitamin A if they took, they and the overdose for that is actually pretty easy. You could easily overdose on synthetic vitamin A. If you eat the equivalent amount of vitamin A from carrots, for example, you wouldn't overdose. Right. It's, it's because nature puts in this, uh, this safety net where that vitamin A does not exist by itself. There's actually, uh, actually what, what people are generally taking when they take vitamin A in a supplement is vitamin A palmitate, which is a right. synthetic. Um, but you could see that in a food, there's a vitamin A1, a vitamin A2, retinol, uh, retinoic acid. I mean, it's just, it goes down the list. And in addition to those sub-factors of vitamin A, you also have other vitamins and other minerals and even proteins and flavonoids and carotenoids. And so all of these form the food and create a natural uh, buffer and prevent that, that overdose. I mean, right. you know, logically, uh, if, we're, if we're speaking only about nature, you can't find, uh, you can't eat enough carrots to give you a vitamin A overdose. Right. Mushrooms, on the other hand, those things will kill you just by looking at them. So you want to stay away from <laughs> mushrooms. Yeah, well, certain ones will just kill you anyway. <laughs> we just did a presentation and I, I put uh, two pictures of death cap up and I said, one of these is very safe and one of these is deadly. And it's the same exact picture, of course. But, you know, it's just mushroom foraging is <laughs> not, not, a, not my, my cup of tea. So, no. um, so back to the idea of this line with nutrition and diseases of deficiency. So a lot of people, um, you know, if they if their B12 level is low, that's a great time to use, you know, a good form of B12. If they if they have some sort of deficiency that they're trying to correct, because then it becomes less about nutrition and more about a pharmaceutical kind of correction that's just accessible, not via prescription, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And but then you know the problem is is that we've gummed up the works and we have this conversation around vitamins and it's all one thing, just like you just said that vitamin A isn't one thing; it's a million different things. So is nutrition. So the idea of multivitamins as a gap stop for nutrition. Can we talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, and and that that also brings up an idea. This multivitamin. I, I've been asked many times by people, well, why can't I just uh, eat these foods? Why do I need to take your supplements? And my answer is, if you eat the foods, you don't need to take the supplements. Amen. You know, and that's why multivitamins were invented because. Uh, somewhere down the line, whether it was a doctor or even, you know, a pharma pharmaceutical corporation, somebody came up with this idea of, well, people really are not getting well-rounded nutrition. They're not getting enough out of their diets. And so let's, let's try to provide 
you know, this multiplicity of vitamins and minerals in one capsule. And then, you know, and, and these ideas also came out of the fifties uh, and sixties when they really came to fruition where people were uh, really enthralled with what science can do. Look, now you can just take all these things in a pill, right. you know, but again, what's going on is this multi is a multiplicity of isolates. Mm-hmm. So by analogy, we often use this, uh, this idea that if you take an automobile and you, uh, before it's manufactured, it's all in separate parts. You know, you've got the brakes and the springs and the steering wheel and the, the dashboard, and it's all apart. Chemically speaking, that car is identical to one that is all put together. Right. There's no difference. But the functionality is different. Of course, yeah. And the isolates, the isolates cannot function together in the same way. Right. What, what happens is that the isolates can actually play off of one another. And when we get in this idea, uh, a good example is uh, in minerals, where there are a lot of minerals in multivitamins, where people take minerals. And minerals, um, being a metal they have a positive or a negative charge. And so if you pair uh, one mineral with another and they are polar opposites, then they can, neither one of them can be consumed in the right way and then processed by the body so that they're actually efficiently working. Right. Or, or two of them can cancel one another out. Or the mineral, let's say a mineral like copper, will offset your vitamin C. And so it can create this chain reaction or it can create the uh, lack of metabolism within the body. And yeah. so it's sort of, you know, like, like taking just this mixed bag and just dumping everything in and seeing what will work rather than doing what the body has evolved to do, which is to eat the food that has this complex that's put together like that car that functions as a complex. It's actually funny that you use a car analogy because that's actually how I explain your supplements to people as well. The idea that the food is the car and the vitamin C is the steering wheel. And that steering wheel is really, really important to make the car go. But if you just have the steering wheel, you're not driving anywhere. (laughs) And our goal with nutrition isn't to replace a missing steering wheel. That's the scurvy guy. Our goal with nutrition is to drive. So if we don't have the car, now a whole food supplement, if done correctly, might be missing like the bumper right? There might be some stuff lost in processing, mm-hmm. but, but it's pretty darn close to that car because it's, it's going to have all of those other factors there. But before we dig into whole food, real whole food supplements and how to do it, because I want to hear about the behind the scenes there, let's talk about this idea of food-based supplements. Yeah. I mean, there's really, uh, there are a number of things that go on with that. One of them is uh, how the food may be grown. So, uh, there are some companies that grow their foods in a yeast and uh, chemical complex. It's almost analogous to the way that we see farm-raised fish, you know, where you look at the fish in the store and it looks like a salmon and you don't know what's going on with it, but that fish is in a big pool of sorts and it's being fed all the kinds of things that fish normally should not be fed. Uh, including grains and corn, you know, uh, soy and those kinds of things. And so uh, there are some companies and major companies that create their foods, they grow their foods in a yeast solution 
with a lot of artificial vitamins and minerals so that the plant will suck those up and they're growing, but they're not growing really in the, the uh, environment that food has traditionally grown in for a billion years. Um, and, the, and the human body knows this innately. And so that's, you know, that's one issue uh, in terms of whole food base. So how, how is that food being grown? And the, the other issue is that, as I said at the outset, there are foods in a whole food-based supplement, but there are also isolates. Right. And it seems to me it's a, it's a contradiction of the philosophy of the company. And I'm not certain whether the company is trying to get away with this market idea by feeding off the idea of, you know, whole food, that, that term, or it's whether- It's 100% they, that. It's you know, 100%. I mean, it seems, it seems like that, right? If you're saying- well, we believe in whole foods and we believe in, you know, the efficacy of what, what, you know, a food picked out of a garden will do for you. And yet at the same time, they're feeding you isolates and synthetics in the same product. Let's say, you know, that's a conflict within the... Pretty deceptive is what it is yeah. because they're leveraging their trust. There's a number of internet doctors that do this. The very mm -hmm. famous internet doctors talk about the importance of whole foods and their supplements are isolates. Yes. Yeah. It's really astounding. It's it's dramatic and like one of the things I would kind of want to say because you're you're basically telling people that their food based products come from yeast solutions um, and so some people say oh not mine mine's got pictures of fruits on it no the leading <laughs> the leading vitamins that say that they are food based are not food based they are the ones that are everywhere uh, on the shelf online the the biggest brand a garden if you will of of vitamins and they. Um, they are using non-real food uh, products. They may throw in a little bit of food, but they're mostly using these yeast-type uh, solutions. Right. And it, I'll tell you what, um, we really sweat the details. This is really something that uh, uh, I think maybe because uh, we got into this business as clinicians and before that because we had a family and we were we, – went all organic and we started eating healthy. We, we were eating the typical diet that, uh, uh, when I say we, I mean my wife and I, Janice, who's the CEO of Nutriplex. Um, we were eating what everybody else eats generally in America, which is fast foods and chips and ice cream and lots of sugar and, and that sort of thing. And, and uh, one day Janice pulled into a, uh, a health food store um, in the 80s and said, you know, give me something to read. I want to know more about this. And then uh, I'm giving you a encapsulation of a story of how I got into this. Mm -hmm. But then uh, the next time that we went grocery shopping with our family, Janice was reading the labels. And I said, what are you doing? This is going to take us forever to get yeah. through this store. And she said, well, I want to see what we're eating. And, it, and so a light went off within me. And I said, yeah, how come I've never looked at the labels before? I, we should know what we're eating. Of course. And so – since we started eating like that and living a healthy lifestyle, this is what I'm, what I'm bringing into this company. So when I formulate products or we're even re, uh, redoing a manufacturing run of a product, we're looking carefully at where these things are grown, how they're grown, how they're handled, how they're treated, whether it's a polluted area, uh, what the oversight is, um, getting the, uh, the C of A's on each product and making sure that it is clean because 
this is going in my body and it's going in my, my children's body and it's going in patients all over the country. And the last thing I want to do is make people more toxic because right. they're already taking supplements because they're toxic. I don't want to add to that toxic burden. And, and it's, you know, it's my conscience that's, that's on the line here. Yeah. The concept of doing whole food vitamins right then is a more sophisticated process. So let's talk about the decisions of what foods you want to include. Let's just, we could just talk about whole food, your multivitamin. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about um, what are you trying to accomplish when you come up with a whole food solution and um, why are you using certain foods for that? That, that's really a great question because I, that's how I start off whenever I formulate a product. I yeah. ask myself, what am I trying to accomplish? And, and I should also uh, preface this by saying that the great thing about foods is they have a multiplicity of uses. So it's really hard to say specifically, for instance, um, that one kind of a food is good only for this. One kind of food is only good for bones and joints. And there's only one kind of food that's good for uh, the cardiovascular system. You yeah. can take, you know, one food and it'll feed five different systems. And so that's one thing that I look at is what, what, are, what are the benefits and characteristics of this food? So if I'm looking at something like whole food, which is our multiple or multi then I'm looking for the foods that bring in all kinds of uh, nutrients, vitamins, minerals, carotenoids, flavonoids, uh, trace minerals, um, and even, even uh, other properties that we can get into that are not detectable. And I'm taking all of those and saying, generally speaking, these are the basic building blocks of life and support the cells uh, ubiquitously. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I started looking into that. You know, there are certain foods that will do this, that, you know, that we can eat our, in, in our diet, such as broccoli uh, or parsley, that have a multiplicity of nutrients in them that are generally not being consumed in the daily diet. Got it. So you're not starting out with saying, okay, I need to hit this target vitamin A, this target vitamin B. No, I don't think in terms of, uh, I, I don't go from that paradigm. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going from, you know, this is a vitamin E product. This is a vitamin A product. Instead, I'm looking at the more of the whole overview. Um, mm -hmm. what, is, what is the uh, specific issue, for instance, uh, a healthcare issue? So let's take uh, cardiovascular issues. It doesn't have to be cardiovascular disease. It can be cardiovascular issues. Mm -hmm. uh, so we can, we have symptoms and then we can also have prevention included in that. So what are the, what are the properties of the foods and what are their effects that will benefit uh, veins, arteries, valves, the heart, um, capillaries, and on and on. Mm -hmm. And so I look at it from the, the whole function of the body rather than the individual pieces outward. Got it. Yeah, and that's a big distinction. The idea that what are the foods that we're not getting enough of that also have benefits on the cardiovascular system. He, here it is in one product. Uh, that's a, 
really great way to think about things because then we're not doing what everybody else is doing. We're, we're actually using our brains and trying to get nutrition <laughs> instead of just satisfying a market need. Um, so on that note, when I sell people your product, they go, well, I don't want to use it because I don't know what's in there. Right. Huh? There's on the labels. It just lists all the different foods that that go into that. So like whole food, what are, what are a couple of the ingredients in your whole food product? Oh boy. Now you're challenging me. Yeah, I've, yeah. Got, I've got hundreds of ingredients, but let's yeah, say yeah. Um, I believe broccoli is in there because I like it and everything. But but I also have uh, there are glandulars, which are uh, animal, uh, generally animal organs um, like liver is, is a big one. But. I understand what you're saying, and, and this is really a matter of how people have been uh, inculcated or conditioned in our society. We, we don't know what food is, and we don't know what it does anymore. Um, I saw this program with uh, a chef who went into a southern, I believe it was Mississippi, a small southern town, and he was with uh, a class full of children. And he was, Jamie Oliver is the chef, and he was showing the children uh, photographs on slides in the classroom of different vegetables, and they were unable to name any of them. <laughs> they weren't the wacky ones, though, right? No, I mean, you know, these are just regular school kids. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the kids. I was talking about the food. So they weren't the oh, wacky. No, 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 no. It's a, no it's a, and the other surprising thing is, you know, that he showed pictures of broccoli, you know, and kale and that sort of thing. But then he also showed potatoes and they couldn't name what a potato was. And, they, and he said, you know, I can't believe this because you eat French fries every single day at lunch. Mm. And that's, that's a potato. So, so it's this reversal of of how people look at things and people have been so inculcated by marketing saying, you know, you need vitamin C, you need vitamin A. And so they're looking from that paradigm, from that point of view, and then judging everything from it. And at the outset of this discussion, you brought up beliefs. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is so uh, innate to the issue is that, that the way that the mind is, is conditioned, by way of parents and teachers and authority figures and religion and culture and society and so forth, is that the human mind tends to look at things only from that conditioned standpoint. And so since all of society has been conditioned by this marketing that's talking about these individual vitamins and minerals, instead of looking at the label and seeing the benefit within the foods that you're reading, yeah. They're looking for, from a certain point of view, they're looking for vitamin E or vitamin A, you know. So it's a it's like a preconceived idea of what they're trying to get, and they didn't invent that. That's been you know processed into their heads. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to check off boxes that uh, yes. has been fed to them, and this is part of my work is to help people kind of see the system that they're kind of born into here and uh, and reject it, you know, and kind of throw it away. Well, what's great about you, though, is that you understand uh, the components, the isolates, as well as the food. So you've got the right. whole picture. And so then when people says, say to you, well, what is this liver here? I don't, I don't know what to do with that. Right. And then you say, well, you know, liver has vitamin A and it's got vitamin D, yep. you know, and it feeds your liver. And the liver, you know, has certain functions, probably more functions than any other organ in the body. And then you can, you can explain it. And unfortunately... 
the FDA did not allow us, our hands are tied. We can't explain what our product does. Right. Yeah, we can say that it supports certain systems and all of that. And that's that's fine. I'm okay with that too, I guess. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the foods that you believe people should incorporate into their diet every single day that uh, either that is readily accessible to them. And let's also talk about the things that are not readily accessible to them that they may find um, in a, a well-made whole food supplement. Okay, well... We can, we're speaking in general, generalities here, right? But um, uh, if we look at some foods, that they're, they're very nutritious and they're underrated. And the first one that comes to mind is parsley. Really? Pars- yeah, parsley has so many vitamins and minerals in it. It's really a nutrient-dense food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been relegated essentially to a garnish on a plate, you know? But uh, I put it in my uh, vegetable juices when I make a vegetable juice. Um, and the other uh, food that comes to mind is broccoli because broccoli is one of those foods that contains uh, a sulfur compound. Mm-hmm. And that sulfur compound is used in uh, detoxification, a natural detoxification process in which that sulfur compound turns fat-soluble toxins into water-soluble toxins so that they can be eliminated through the, uh, through the different um, elimination channels in the body. And I bring that up because we live in a toxic world. Yeah. Yes. You're talking about sulforaphane, right? Yes. People need to be doing something to get the toxins out. And, and we don't realize uh, how many toxins we ingest. I mean, you know, if you start looking into this, maybe you'll be paranoid and hide under your sofa or something. But, <laughs> you know, if you if you look at, uh, for instance, uh, statistics on the air quality, automobile exhaust, factory exhaust, um, there's there's things that are in your water system. Even if you're, you live in a city with so-called good water that you're ingesting, you're ingesting uh, sprays. Uh, the soap that you use, the personal care products, everything is creating this toxic burden. And so if at least we eat some foods like broccoli and other uh, sulfuric uh, containing, uh, sulfur containing uh, vegetables, then at least we start to, to pull some of this out of the body. Um, and there's also some interesting uh, research going on now in terms of genetic testing. Um, which is showing that even if you're eating certain foods, you may not be utilizing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, that's an issue also to look into if, you know, if somebody's interested in it. Oh, I mean, like one of the things that I was reading about this genetic impact of like the chemical soup that we live in is that the, it's a generational type thing. So even if we cleaned up everything today, we still will possess these abnormalities because of like past generations and it will be multiple generations before they fully get shaken out of us, which is a scary concept, mm. you know? Right. And, and, you know, it's really a, it's a sort of a strange thing because most people are just trying to get through their day. Uh, especially now you've got people working two or three jobs mm-hmm. and they're just trying to, you know, be happy uh, to, to do their work, to spend time with family, to have fun. They're not thinking about all these issues and things that are going on, um, including what they eat. 
you know, it becomes a choice. Well, I'd rather be at a barbecue and eat hot dogs and eat, you know, potato chips and have fun because this is the only time I can do it rather than thinking about, you know, what it is that you're putting in the body. You know, mm -hmm. the body is, uh, is this functioning organism that's, that's made to handle only a certain kind of fuel, which is right. from nature's foods. And if you're not feeding the body that, it has no raw materials uh, to either prevent disease or to fight disease or to feed the cells or feed the organs and tissues of the body. Right, just to maintain it. Right. And so, you know, you've got a, a sort of a problem of just how people think about life. We, we are out of touch with nature completely. We're out of touch with a lot of things. We've said on the episodes before yours here and in my blog everywhere that we're not making important things important. We're not making proper choices. And that's why we feel like we feel. And a lot of people reach to supplements as the answer and they're sold a bill of goods by quacks and you know these charlatans saying that the supplements will solve their problems. So I think for a closing thought from you, what I'd like to know is if somebody had a choice between isolated vitamins for nutrition or not spending the money at all, what would you have people do? <laughs> That's a tough one because the, the vitamin as, a, as an isolate mm -hmm. can be to some degree more or less uh, a causative factor and a side effect. So for instance, I would say vitamin C it's probably better to have the vitamin C than not to take it, you know, as a supplement that's a, an isolate. But I would say that, you know, a lot of the B vitamins like niacin or thymine would, would be not a good idea to take. Mm -hmm. you know, in a perfect world, we have a multiplicity of foods that we eat uh, right out of the ground. Mm -hmm. um, and we're, you know, we're not in that situation. But I think people, if, they're, if they have this consciousness about them where they're thinking – their thoughts are brought back to, and perhaps even through your podcast, uh, people's thoughts will be brought back to, hey, maybe I should really look into just this basic idea of feeding myself basic foods, whether it's that you make a juice every day or whether you just start eating out of the produce section, which is on the perimeter of the grocery store and forget all the processed things that are in the middle, or you know, take whole food supplements. So at least you're getting the foods that you need. Um, because most isolates, I would say, to get back to your question, most isolates are not really helping. They're creating side effects, and they are also uh, creating issues in the body that you'll never be aware of until you don't feel well. Wonderful. Well, Dr. Shane, I appreciate you coming on and talking to me about whole food supplements and nutrition and holism. Uh, I hope to have you back someday in the future. Great. It was great being here. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Shane. This is one of my favorite topics because the deception here is just so evident. I believe the oldest lie that we've been told about supplements is that high-dose synthetic isolated micronutrients, which I'm now referring to as HD Sims, are the same or as good as nutritious food. Uh, that conversation's evolved over the years, and now we are quick to blame the quality of our mass-produced produce and use it as justification for using supplements, uh, which are just isolated chemicals. 
you know, they create versions for everyone, adults, kids, teens, senior men, women, all of it. So you can buy seven of the same supplements. And the big truth is that you don't need any of them. They're not going to help. There's no evidence showing that multivitamins will improve health outcomes. In fact, there's evidence showing that they won't, but a healthy diet has plenty of evidence to support uh, its benefit. So you know, we do have evidence, though, that high-dose isolated vitamins found in most of our multivitamins can be harmful, like in the cases of vitamin E and vitamin A. And I can go on and on and on about the subject, but I'm not going to. Not here, at least. I've already done the deep dive on the micronutrient BS quite frequently. So check out my blog called Garden of Lies. And we even did a multivitamin, which I called Throw Away Your Multivitamin. And there's a bunch of Sopranos references in there, so you can't go wrong with it. Today, I wanted to say thanks again to Dr. Vic Shane for coming on and sharing his knowledge and his wisdom with us. I encourage you to connect with Dr. Shane at vicshane.com, and that's V-I-C-S-H-A-Y-N-E.com, or nutriplexformulas.com, N-U-T-R-I-P-L-E-X, formulas.com. Check out his books. Two of my favorite that he's written are Stressed Out Over Happiness and The Superfoods Diet. They're great books. And if you are interested in whole food supplements, give me a shout, Neil at WoodstockVitamins.com, N-E-A-L, of course, you better spell my name right, and I'll teach you the ways of the force. Until next time, keep listening, keep learning, and be well. 